<laughs> Yo, what is up, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Zaku Taku Podcast. Yee. My name is Jose, whom you should be jealous of because I'm going to meet Black Power Ranger and voice acting industry icon and legend Johnny Young Bosch. And I'm joined by um, Arthur the Menacing, Crotch Sniffing, Golden Retriever's dad, Mark. And then there's Garcel, who is not going to meet Johnny Young Bosch. <laughs> Regrettably. <laughs> uh, anyway, today we return to talk about the grand finale of the much acclaimed series that uh, if you don't like, you're just plain wrong. Um, and that series is Mobile Suit Gundam Double O or Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero. But yeah. You know, this is this is our part four, so if you just happen to stumble in here, uh, there's part one, two, and three, so you should probably go listen to that. Yeah. But if you're just here to support and listen to this one, hey, we appreciate you anyway. So, uh, yeah, you know, just letting you know. Anyway, back to, you know, whatever I was talking about. We are covering the final 13 episodes of this Gundam 00s series season two. I'm still not used to them doing that, but it's still cool. But, you know, back for our OGs and Gundam veterans, that makes these episodes 37 through 50. So let's transam into this finale and address this landmark series for Gundam. Go team, go, Garcil. Oh, we are very fresh on this these batch of episodes, aren't we? <laughs> so how fresh? Let's go ahead. Let let's about uh, 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 a week old fish probably. I think it's been like a month so, actually. Yeah, well, they didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and start off with the final endings. Well, uh, does the movie have like little theme songs? I can't remember. Hey, who cares? Hey, opening ending. What'd you guys think? I honestly, I I liked songs. I liked them. The the openings were all right. Uh, they felt very generic. I mean, the openings from Stereo Pony—they're—they're they're pretty good. But it now, and I, now it's starting to feel like generic anime music at this point. I mean, I'll still like them, but it just feels generic. J-pop now. Stereo Pony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate the opening. Damn. I hate the opening. And there's only one reason why I hate the opening. It's because I played Kasumaragi as... is not naked in it. Huh? That's why. Kasumaragi no, is not... It's Oh. It's because I play as the Double O, the Quanta, and the Exia so much in um, the Gundam Versus games, and that's their default theme song. So every time I freaking started the game up, it's like, and it just it played constantly, and it's on like a one and a half minute loop where it doesn't even play the full song; it just plays like half of it, and then it starts looping it back over again. So it's, I I dislike that song now because I heard it so many times playing that game or playing this. Dude, that's game. why you add your own music. I'm lazy to add my own music. Damn, can't complain about a theme song when all you hear is Rage of Dust. Wait, was that was that? Uh, did you say that that that's in freaking Maxi Boost or did you it's hear in that? Versus and Maxi Boost. Oh, what? I don't remember it being in Maxi. I remember Boost. hearing it either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. So I'm um, you know, that's Cap. <laughs> Called <laughs> out, Mark. Called out. No, that song's definitely in uh, no. <laughs> one of those two games. I'll pull this bitch up right now and look. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to take a quick little break while Orpeza does some research. I'm giving you a Billy Mays. He's actually turning it on. Oh my on god! It's not on there. I'm gonna practice some rock. But in the meantime, while uh, my jet engine is booting up, 
Why aren't you just searching it on your phone? Why are you actually pulling the game up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, while my jet engine is booting up, um, I think that the song is fun to listen to. I enjoy it's it. trash. Why? Just because, okay, so you got tired of it. But I think, I, I, did, I don't know. Quick. I just thought it was fun. I, I like the vocals. I, I like the. It's a bop. The, it is a it's bop. It's generic. It's, yeah, it is kind of generic. It's very anime, like you said. Oh, wait, the last thing I was playing was King of Fighters. Anyway, um. <laughs> Dude, say oh this shit has to have me sign in okay well it's 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 at least in full boost it is definitely in full boost and i heard it so many times playing as those characters that is trash jose turn your ps4 off oh you can keep it off <laughs> yes yeah, <forget>. okay <laughs> anyway uh, i'm right and uh it's not on there i'm pretty sure i'll check later i'll make it a- so as far as we're aware yeah we're not right. on there but um it's a fun song i don't know i thought it was fun generic like you guys say but uh i i like the visuals for the opening i think it's actually really and it's not just for the pervy reasons you bastards but um i just think that it's very colorful it's got a lot going on i don't know why but louise just sitting on a chair with saji just looking at her kind of makes me think that she's like in a like a retirement home like she's some kind of old lady <laughs> i don't know i wasn't really feeling that that was kind of weird and it's just like why is she there it's just i don't know that didn't really work out i think they were trying to do something romantic for them but like i said it just looks like she's in a retirement home or <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't really work but um then there's uh there's like a little bit where where uh setsuna is reaching for uh for marina ismail and uh i don't know it's 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 got some it's got some it's got some sexual tension brewing between them you know no <laughs> i know just kidding <laughs> uh fucking hero and relina have more sexual tension <laughs> yeah but i don't know i didn't think it was that bad i didn't i didn't hate it the way that mark did but wait okay you got tired of it because you just found it repetitive at a certain point but did you like it at a point no he he found it repetitive because of the game which as you put it it repeats after like a minute yeah and it's like a it's in the game when you're playing you want like a song that's like a high high octane battle music and when you hear and you're trying to fight to that it's god it's so horrible (laughs) imagine fighting fighting to the uh, the original gundam opening uh you can do that yeah that's the same thing it's the same it's off-putting it's weird it doesn't fit it doesn't feel right yeah and that's how i felt so i just i don't like that song by the way i don't think i ever mentioned it but i think the original gundam's opening is kind of trash wow (laughs) <laughs> like, that sounds godlike. What are you talking about? Nah. It grew on me. It actually. <laughs> no reason. This man. This man's like. <laughs> so everything he says is invalid. No, that that's literally just how it starts, and then it actually goes into a good song. <laughs> no, that's not. It goes into brilliant, brilliant licks, guitar licks mixed in with various uh string instruments of the orchestral variety, and crescendos into a very beautiful piece that blooms forth the wondrous uh elements of okay music. we're not talking about that song <laughs> that blooms uh, forth. the ending's all right the ending's all right the ending's all a bop you're underselling it trust you by able to face i want Yuna Ito. you i need you 
so good. I, but it totally doesn't fit Gundam at all. Um, I don't think it does. It feels uh, kind of out of place. Like, it, it goes with would, the visuals, it, kind of. Uh, it does go with the visuals. It would fit more with a Gundam that focused much more on relationships, like uh, uh, Gundam X and Zeta. Once where relationships were a main focus on there. Yes, I can. Yeah, I can. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? No. Not so much of the some of the hollow ones that are found in this series, um, but uh, you oh know what? That was god. one. Oh my god! What? what? Mark finds the the what? Deep Mark, do you think uh, the relationships aren't hollow in this? I think they're the same caliber as probably. Zeta. Oh, we'll get to that now. We'll get to that later. No, okay. <laughs> there's only one, and yeah, there's only one that's justified in this series. The other ones can suck me sideways. Okay, so. Uh, as I told you guys last month, <laughs> the secret question, Mark, you're, you mostly have been the one that's been bringing up that, uh, season two is not as well liked, Ooh, geez. at least in the circle that you have been in. Uh, how do you guys feel about season two? Season two, where all my dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Oh, give me a second. I fucking, my microphone arm fell. <laughs> it's where I found the double O and sets in a... Right, you guys want to go or do you want me to start? Because I feel like I, may, I may be contrarian. So, uh, I kind of see where some people are coming from if they really don't like this. Because I, I feel that this half of the series kind of falls, stumbles mostly. And this comes more from... Uh, the lack of usage of the villains and stuff like that the as jose put down the relationships which just seem forced or even stressed just to make conflict oh we have uh lyle and anu uh falling in love with each other my god after they've when they literally met the last episode yeah time has gone by but hey how the fuck do you fall in love and do that quick oh my god I mean, obviously, love at first sight makes sense. All right, I, I get it. I believe in it. Sure, why not? But everything just feels forced, and some of the villains are just dumb. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, there are good things. Obviously, Setsuna and Tieria are great characters, even right now. But two good characters does not save very lackluster other characters. So I'm slightly disappointed in part two. How do you guys feel? All right, so um, I'm going to go first, because I think Mark is gonna pretty much just like all of season two and i like most (laughs) of it but i have a lot of the same complaints that you do uh i definitely agree with a lot of the relationships feeling pretty hollow that's actually something that i'm probably going to touch on on detail or you know with detail with strong detail later on but with the exception of um, Marie Parfacy and uh, Alleluia, I really didn't give a shit about anybody else's relationships. Um, the only the ones that is that are fine are like the very professional relationships that certain characters have, like Setsuna and and Marina. I think that's actually pretty nice. Like I, I thought it was fine they didn't have like obviously they're not a romantic relationship at all so what they did have felt perfectly fine for what it needed to be um or what they were trying to convey at the very least so i was okay with that um but a lot of the other romantic relationships just kind of like they just 
feel flat, extremely forced, very underbaked in a lot of ways. And I don't know, they just, they suck, honestly. Um, definitely one of the biggest detractors when it comes to anything to do with the characters in this season or this, yeah, this batch of episodes. And I just didn't like it. Um, was another thing that you mentioned that was a, a bit of a problem. The villains. Yeah, the villains or the antagonists um i thought a lot of them were kind of dumb and i guess like there's there's honestly other worse antagonists throughout gundam history but just you know Article. just yeah just because you have like you know you have a shit bar to work with doesn't necessarily mean another character that's not as shitty isn't shit in itself and uh a lot of these antagonists just kind of they feel about as as barren or as wasteful or as just useless as some of the some of the seed destiny antagonists like the the chick that got groped seed by destiny had antagonists <laughs> what is that that the blondie that got groped by uh the the dude we all hate um shit, shit. oscar yeah the one who he totally oh, grabbed her right <laughs> yeah and um and then the other ones that are like her friends that uh the the one the rat that talks like this all the time um yeah the they're they felt disposable and these characters or a lot of the antagonists in this series felt very disposable as well so i mean that's kind of a weak suit but i mean I didn't hate them as much as like some of those an past antagonists. So I don't think they're great, but you know, I guess I can still say that they're better than, <laughs> than other ones in, in other Gundam series that we've watched. So that's all right. At least, you know, I, at least, oh, never mind. They didn't make me feel anything. They were, they were just annoying. They just all thought very highly of themselves. They were always talking shit and they all had really stupid names. So, you know, <laughs> the, the shit's pretty ass. Get to the stupid names. Yeah, well, there's the so name. many names. So many dumb fucking names in the series. But um, what else? What was your other complaint, dude? Um, just because I, I forget. What? Okay, what else didn't I like about the series? Um. Uh, or this this season, I guess <clears throat> that's mostly the bulk of it. I mean, I I had fun with a lot of the stuff. Honestly, the the good things that I liked about this season were just like um the completion of certain character arcs. So like Setsuna and some of the other main characters that really get their resolution in the end. Uh, it, it feels like they accomplished something. Like they went on a journey as characters and ended up at a certain place. That's that's further. That's more evolved. That's better. That's that's just you know definitive in comparison to where they started. And I, I think that that's ultimately a pretty decent thing when it comes to a story and storytelling in general. Like you want your characters to end up in a different place, and uh, you want it to be satisfying. And I think that I not and I don't think I feel like that's ultimately what I got. So I appreciate that. And that's something that I definitely liked about season two. Because, you know, there's some other characters in other series um, that just, you know, feel like they start off at a certain place and then they uh, they feel like they're making progress and then they ultimately just being stupider than they were in the first place from where they began. <clears throat> so, um, but, you know, um, it's just, it's it's a step forward in comparison to some other series in the Gundam, the Gundam franchise. And uh, even just looking at looking at this series by itself and not comparing it to other Gundams, I think that that's solid. 
Like, I think I can see why this could be, or this is like, you know, its own separate universe. This is a one-off and it's just like a story in itself. It's, it's good. It does a good job in just like kind of tying up loose ends with characters. Um, not necessarily the whole plot line, but I mean, there's something that follows after this. So that kind of makes sense, which I don't know how that will go on, but you know, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. But as of right now. I feel pretty pretty good about like where the characters are, where they end up, and how they evolve and how they change, and just the overall journey. And I feel like that's some that's like one of the biggest strong suits of season two, in my opinion. And I just also thought that the combat it was all around just fun. This was like I know that we talked. You guys mentioned before that um, G Gundam is like the shonen. Yes, I get that. I. I I get what you mean. It is the shonen because it's literally like a shonen show. But in terms of shonen action, like like you know, I think that this series really elevated a lot of the the combat. Like everything, every Gundam in this series or every mobile suit just has the capacity to fucking obliterate like fleets of freaking soldiers and all this and i don't know it's just like constant giant kamehameha's all over the place in space and then they you know they start connecting with each other spiritually in the land of mumbo jumbo and and no clothing uh it's just you know it started getting all over the place and i found it fun i don't i didn't i didn't dislike it in the same way that i feel like a lot of probable probable gundam purists likely disliked it but you know i enjoyed it i thought it was fun I thought it was sick, and I thought it was something kind of different for Gundam. It's a little bit more elevated in comparison to the other stuff that has happened. Like we've seen, we've seen bitches busting nuts and and uh, going into like a fierce beast mode, and we've we've seen them going Super Saiyan in other series. But in this series, they're like transcending life itself, and, and not just becoming like Force Ghosts, like in the original Gundam and new types and stuff. You know, this is like this is like some some real mm, kind of third world fourth dimension type of shit and i thought it was kind of neat so i thought that was kind of unique and different and something that i kind of appreciated about this uh season two but yeah overall it's positive Wait till the movie. <laughs> anyway go uh, go on mark that's pretty much all i have to say <laughs> so uh gundam double o season two i don't uh i don't understand why so many people dislike it i don't know if that's still the, i don't know if that's still the uh the standard complaint or like the standard ideal ideology around gundam double o but i think that the that the season two the part two holds up pretty well um, you guys hate a lot of the relationships, but when you look back at other Gundam series, aside from Gundam X, a lot of the relationships in those series are oftentimes two-episode arcs. For example, you guys brought up Zeta Gundam. However, Camille and Four's relationship lasted uh, or took place and ended within, I think, like four to five episodes. Yeah, that one which was, yeah, wasn't great. Is not, yeah, which is not good. And Camille's relationship with Fa literally came out the ending out of nowhere. When for the most part, he was trying to get at four for the series and get at uh not really he didn't care about women then he tried to go after four and then when four died he goes oh fa you're the rebound so that's kind of that kind of just happened um amaro and um lala 
out of nowhere. <laughs> Domo and Rain. I mean, that was, was connections. Though. That was pretty good. Aside from Domo, Domo being a cack to her <laughs> for the majority of the series. Um, so I just I can't fault it for the the faulty relationships. I also. I think that uh, the what was her name the uh, Lockon's chick. She's just a she's just a way for them to shoehorn in Rosamia into this series into the second part because the second part's supposed to be a Zeta reflection to some extent, and that was their way to kind of oh it's Rosamia she even has the purple hair and and the memory loss and the double agent. So I didn't see it as something too jarring, especially since I believe they put a three-month time skip in between um, the portion before when Lock-On first meets her and the when they're in bed together. There was It said like three months later or something after that. So it's not like it, it doesn't have to be something. I mean, they're side characters, honestly, in the end of the day, and it doesn't have to be something elaborate. So I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I think I agree with Jose that the Setsuna Marina uh, relationship is is pretty good. Um, I think Setsuna is just looking for someone out there in the world that um, to contest his ideology in a certain way, and he found it in Marina, and that is. Uh, but ultimately, they they want the same outcome, but different different paths to it. I think that 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 works well. Um, the let's see here. So they had to get their their um, cyber new type stuff in there. So that's why the um, innovates are are in the story at the end in part two. Um, I can. I, it's not something that's super <laughs> super great. Just because uh, I feel like they're at, at that point they were kind of going off a checklist and they were trying to mark off what they what they could translate into the series from the previous ones. So not too. Uh, I didn't really like the innovates. I don't think they they matter too much in the end aside from ribbons um and i think that i I didn't have a problem with ribbons either um as a character i just think he was like he's that character you hate uh he's cocky and ignorant and stupid but ultimately i think that everything like everything that i would have expected from season one um season two provided in a in a way in which it wasn't i wasn't sitting there like oh that would why why would that happen why would that happen i think it it naturally flowed into season two with uh with what happened with the the military's kind of joining forces getting um getting their guys together and attacking celestial being because that's what would happen (laughs) (laughs) if celestial being was out there attacking them for a year or whatever and then suddenly disappear um and they know they're still out there so I, I found that to be okay. I don't have a problem with a lot of things. I even uh see the only thing that I can really don't like is that um they brought back they left Nina Trinity alive for no reason. Um and uh there was no real Wong Lume explanation as to why her outcome happened the way it, or why she proceeded in the way that she did. Um and then Louise, I think, was just stupid. That's that's one part I won't I won't <laughs> I won't get behind. I think the Louise arc or the Louise storyline was just dumb. Um, so that's about it. Uh, aside from that, I think I liked the majority of what else what else happened. I think that it um, one of the big things I enjoyed was that epilogue at the end because looking back on a lot of the series we saw, we don't really get that. It usually is they kill the bad guy and that 
the end of the show. Yeah. Like, I think the only epilogue we ever got was judo, and then you're like, oh, he's going to the he's going to go mine helium or whatever. He was gonna do about, <laughs> they, about turn A, yeah, turn A, but that's like a godlike series. Yeah. Hmm. Um, every other series is like it's like they just end, yeah, and nothing you don't get anything else, like, there's no no story you don't have to you don't know what happens if, if the next series didn't come out, you wouldn't have known anything. Like, if if Zeta ended, we would have just ended with Camille sitting in his cockpit as a psychopath vegetable. If Gundam didn't continue, the original exactly. one, we just would have left off with Amuro and his friends floating in space aimlessly. So exactly. having that solid epilogue at the end of the story, I think, really just completes the package in a way that a lot of the shows don't. And some people are like, oh, you know, it's it's good to not know. Oh, but bullshit. to me, that's, yeah, that's, uh, you can't. I, I don't know. Yeah, you can sit there and say that, like, oh, you know, Tomino is just a brilliant mind saying that them floating into space is just is what happens in war. But that's just unreal. Like, they were war heroes. It's unrealistic. They would have been saved. <laughs> like, that's just stupid. Like, I don't know. I just like having the ending where you get to see the the results of everything that happened. So you're not just left there wondering, like, what is the world like? What is what's what's Setsuna doing? What's Tieria doing? Especially in a series like this, where you where the side characters actually have kind of fleshed out arcs, aside from the lock on introduction they threw into this second season. Um, but all the like Alleluia, um, uh, Setsuna. Well, he's a ma- the main, but Alleluia and Tieria they have really fleshed out arcs. So have, being able to see kind of where they where they were at the end of things is cool because typically in a Gundam series we have the main character and that's it like there's the side characters and they get like like little sprinkles of development here and there but they don't really have yeah they don't really have like fleshed out full arcs like Gundam X was a great series but the I can't even remember the Roy being what (laughs) they had like they had like two episodes uh was it they didn't have an arc yeah Wits just found out that and his mom's getting banged by some other old guy, and that's it. And then he's cool. He yeah, hates so, it, and then he's cool with it. <laughs> I think out of everything, um, I think Turn A and Double O so far have, I don't know, maybe G Gundam. No, not really either, because I usually just get, no, no, I'm going to, not G Gundam. Turn A and Double O have the best, I think, side character development. I'm not going to count Quattro and because he's Char. So he has like three, two series and a movie. Yeah. To get it. And they, and they still, <laughs> he still gets shafted. Damn. So, yeah. So ultimately, I think that this, the second season, it does what I needed it to do. I'm satisfied with it. I, I watched it again with a more critical lens this time and still came out thinking that it so far is my most enjoyed. No, I can't say that. It's my favorite series because of certain things. Um, but the it's not like the most the one I enjoyed watching the most, I think. But I can't I don't know if me rewatching it six, seven times factors into that they don't have that the fresh lens that, uh, to watch it through where I'm in awe. But yeah, that's what that's what I'll say. I'll end it there. Uh, so real quick, I just want to clarify. Uh, I feel like maybe I was taking a, sh- a little bit of a shit on the series when I was talking. But I want to clarify that I'm more on, I'm 
closer in opinion like mark because i actually really like this series <laughs> like yeah there's there's prob there's certain things that i kind of have problems with for the second season but overall as, as a whole i just think that it worked like it's a solid series like to piggyback off of what mark was saying is that uh, i just feel like overall as a package this it just feels a lot more solid than like a lot of the other gundams and it just feels like like it's complete like it feels like you have a whole story for the most part and i i like that about it like like he was saying like oh uh, it's good to have a an opening that doesn't tell you sh or an ending that doesn't tell you shit because uh then you could uh, complete you know you could uh basically just make up your own ending no that's that shit's trash that's that's lazy storytelling that that's just that shit's just lazy see there's there's a difference from an ending that tries to make you think more versus an ending that just feels incomplete or that just doesn't even try. And I feel like that's a problem with a lot of the Gundams, Gundam series endings is that they just feel like they just end because they didn't know what else to tell you. Or they just didn't want to flesh out the story uh, for the, the certain characters and, you know, their epilogues. And I don't like that. I just, I feel very very incomplete when it comes to the storytelling be in that sense and i just i can't i don't appreciate it as much and so yeah i'm in agree agreement with mark in that yeah this and turn a having an epilogue makes their endings way better than a lot of the other series i was i was kind of thinking like g gundam 2 just because it, it's very simple and straightforward and it, it feels like the kind of ending that it gets is just what it deserves and you know, yeah. that's the only reason. It's just like, it's a very shonen esque series. It's just very fun. It, it's not one that's trying to make you think or, or really like grow in its, uh, or, or show its, uh, world building or anything. It's just trying to get a point across and like, hey, these are characters with interpersonal relationships. That's all you really need to know. And there's fun shown in action. I, and I feel like the ending for that is all that it needs to be like it's just domon and his happy ending and he's gonna you know rail rain to the end of her days and that's all you need to get from it you know but um like these series that actually get epilogues that are like fleshed out that are trying to world build and all that it feels a lot better that they have you know epilogues and, and decent endings so that's something that i really appreciate about this series and i just feel like double o feels very solid as a whole like um like like mark was saying it just feels all around solid like it doesn't feel like one spot is over is like overly emphasized is too strong like i can even think back to even though we all like to chalk up uh zeta to being this godlike series which is great but it's not perfect like i remember the the third fourth of it we didn't even know what the fuck to talk about because it was just like a bunch of random shit happening in that batch of episodes and it was just like <laughs> it's just weird it's like it's not perfect it's, and yeah uh i never i i don't think i've ever said that you know zeta has these godlike you know interpersonal uh relationships between the characters either because i agree with mark on that like they do feel kind of hollow in a lot of ways fa really didn't get shit um and yeah, he kind of just met four and he was just like in love with her already <laughs> instantly. So connection. Yeah. I mean, chalk yeah. it up to that new type connection thing. But I mean, I guess if you really want to push it that way, but that doesn't really 
I don't know. It doesn't feel very satisfying when it comes to just like storytelling in itself. It just feels like a very convenient like thing to say in order to just. I do want to. I do want to make a correction. I said that uh, I might have. You might have gotten the perception that I said that I didn't like the Zeta Gundam ending if it was left alone. That is incorrect. I just want to clarify that I do still think that Zeta Gundam's ending with Camille getting uh, PTSD'd is still good i i will uphold that opinion i that i had before that i still i still think that's a good ending and i yeah, i would have been fine with them not ever bringing camille back and just having him kind of yeah <laughs> he didn't come back <laughs> he did it's canon unfortunately i and the 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 new translation ending with camille being all happy joy joy boy i that no that just ruined it for me but yeah i just want to clarify that in case anyone thought that i was saying I didn't like the Zeta Gundam ending because I do. I like the effects of it, but I didn't like that there was no epilogue to it, and I didn't like the abruptness of the ending. But yeah, I hold true to that. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, this is, this series just overall feels very solid on all fronts. Like every batch of episodes that we watched just felt like they had a place they had a purpose they set out to accomplish something with their storytelling they moved the plot forward they moved the characters forward or at least they made us care about things and i think that that's an accomplishment for gundam in itself because not every actually a fuck ton of the gundam series can't even hold that up they just they're just limp dick as fuck sometimes and they just kind of falter at a certain point like i said even zeta gundam that third fourth of it what 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 happened people were getting ice cream and talking i don't know cots 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 was there cots was getting cucked by himself I like how we've evolved past cuts at this point. Yeah, it's just that we've we've seen much worse things than cuts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, it's a it's a good series. Um, double O, double zero. <laughs> but yeah, um, what was it? What's next? The Meisters. Don't call them that. Jarcel, oh, come on. They're not the Meisters. <laughs> nah, the Meisters. Okay, okay, guys. Who do you guys want to start off with? The one that doesn't really uh, do much this batch of episodes. Hallelujah. Should we do should we do it this way or should we just marathon women? Like instead of individually talking that might take a little like a lot of time for no reason. Cause I mean I don't, you got is yeah, I got anything to say? Like, Alleluia is the only oh. one I really want to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I personally ahead. have things to say about Alleluia. All right, let's go. Yeah, sure. So the thing with Alleluia is that I in the last episode I brought up that his arc is basically done. Just him meeting up with uh, Marie, getting together. His arc is finally done. What else could you do with him? Force a what's called i'm blanking on the word conflict force relationship conflict with him and marie he is constantly trying to keep her from fighting from from the battlefield even when she wants to be on battlefield yeah he made a promise to uh sergey that hey i'm not gonna put her in the battlefield i can promise you that but even she wants to be on there why why is he stopping her at that point he's trying to play daddy yeah he starts warming up (laughs) yeah he is he does start warming up to him. Hey, that's fine. But the uh, the only other issue is that he also does not really do much in this last batch of episodes. He is either a decoy. He is uh he gets sent on escort missions and in guarding the Ptolemyo. That's it. The guy doesn't really do much. I I still like the dude, honestly. I he just I just feel he got shafted in this batch of episodes. That's my take on it. So when I when I was watching part uh part two 
uh, no, season two, part one. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I could have sworn, I could have sworn that they, there was conflict between them later on. Like, am I misremembering that? And then once we got to that episode, I was like, oh, okay, now I remember what happens. And then I, I kind of thought it was a little dumb. I don't think it was necessary to have that uh, that transition back to what did they call her? Soma Pierce. Soma Pierce, yeah. I don't think that that was necessary. I think it would have been fine to just leave that piece of the story out and it would have been still... I, mean, I think it would have been mean, better ultimately. I feel her going back to the battlefield is fine if done right but the biggest issue is that she goes back to the battle she wants to go back to the battlefield because uh sergey gets killed by his son andre because andre does not want to listen to his dad as to why he is in that area and it's just like dude he, he just let him explain he, he was there on a mission dude, fuck andre he isn't a traitor dude, he, yeah, he's basically. trash from beginning to end it's bringing up right now just uh, she's trying to rail i mean yeah Anyway, no, no, no. Uh, Andre sucks. Um, Sergey for life. Sergey in death, and uh, Sergey beyond. Andre is. Uh, we weren't talking about Andre, but fuck him. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about again? You guys have anything to add to uh, to them? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Soma appears. Okay, I guess he doesn't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait. What's the next one? What's the next one? Right. A lot of the Londi. Uh, I think he's cool. I think he also got shafted just because they forced the new lock on on here. I, yeah, I that ending with him, I forgot how trash it was. Like how they have him, like I don't know, just he seems Sim? completely out of yeah, just like out of yep. character for what they've established. Like some collected individual. He's he's pretty collected, right up to that yes point, basically. And then Cessnet so- tells him he's like, if you can't do it, and she's gonna kill you i'm going to kill her and he he knows that she's like he knows that she's trying to kill him and then setsuna kills her and then he's about to kill setsuna like what the heck i did not i i didn't like him after that point like i don't think anything he did after that point was cool or like fun to watch or interesting because at that point i just hated him yeah. like he didn't do it he 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 disgraced the lock on from part yeah. one <laughs> yeah that was that was some uso and he, he lived bullshit, up to the dude. name during that he lived up to the name when he they were uh shooting down the solar cannon and then it just went all away yeah because the because Setsuna tells the okay, I don't understand how you can tell Lock on. Hey, I killed your whole family, by the way, or my group did. I was part of that, and he's like, "Oh, water under the bridge." Yeah. <laughs> and then you kill, and then you save him by killing the chick he's been railing for three months, and he's he's gonna freaking glizzy you, dude. <laughs> like, what the heck? I only thought it was funny how it just like showed him, or it, it just like you could hear him punching sets and he's like, you bastard. <laughs> that's it. And I think Tiaria stopped him or, or tried to discourage him from continuing his, his thrashing of sets. And now he tried, he tried to, but yeah. didn't, it wasn't really that effective. Yeah, no, it just kind of turned him into a simp right there. It was, uh, I definitely agree. It was, it was pretty lame. It was very out of character. I didn't appreciate it. And it really just kind of, dumbed him down in a lot of ways uh also it's just like i feel like we're never gonna we're not gonna talk about her so i'm just gonna go ahead and say this stuff right now but you know i just i fucking hate a new yeah 
fucking hate Anu. I think that she's like yeah. the worst character in the series and definitely one of the worst characters in Gundam as a whole. Worse than the Marine yes. Ishmael? Yes. Oh, right. He's going to explain why he doesn't like the Marine That is the character that I was referring to oh. before in a previous episode in that there's only like one character that I fucking dislike more than Marina Ishmael and this it's freaking a new returner. She is fucking garbage, trash, straight freaking anal waste. She's she sucks, dude. She's hardly okay. <clears throat> she's just she's hardly a character at all. She's just got no real self identity. Even if they try to like play Wait, talking about a new right returner, like she's just have okay. no real self identity. Like they try to play her up in the series, like as if she's kind of getting a little bit of a you know like identity to herself, or she's trying to get her herself back. Like there's always the comparison that's always made, like oh she's like Rosamia. But I don't know. Uh, she just has no internal struggle like Rosamia <laughs> did, at least. Rosamia felt like kind of bad. Like I see the thing that they kind of did with Rosamia is that they made me feel kind of bad for her. They made me feel a little bit sympathetic for her because they made her seem innocent, like she was this tragic victim of the circumstances that she was. But no, that was no, the no. Plan. But still, like at least it made me feel something. Anu just feels so fucking hollow and pointless. Like she, she does not have go anything going for her like her interactions are so limited she just even like the voice acting just is she sounds like a freaking hollow robot with no soul uh she's just thrown through nothing she's lame she does not grow change really develop honestly she just kind of switches on and off from one thing to another and it, it feels like they try to push that as some kind of development for her, but it just falls so fucking flat that it just flies by my head. And I don't feel it. I don't recognize it. I don't appreciate it. And I just wish it wasn't there at all. Like, Kotz is legit a better character than Anu by far. Because at least Kotz fucking had a soul. Not like this freaking being with boobs and nothing else like she's just literally a plot device with boobs like again they try to build her up like she's this developing character through her relationship with lyle and and it's so severely underbaked that it's just cookie cutter cringe cuckery mcfuckery the tournament to a disgusting simp and you you even just mentioned that you lost all respect from basically because of that and, and all we get is him telling her he wants to get to know her at, at one point to placing their hopes you know that moment where everybody's placing their hopes and in, in trust and lyle as lock on where uh they're all like oh they're like oh lock on uh and you know uh lyle and you are lock on stratus and everybody's having like a nice solid moment and and you just see anu just going mm-hmm. like that's all she does she doesn't say his name she doesn't seem like she has any real connection to him she doesn't seem like she cares it is sucks it stands out like a sore thumb and it's supposed to be some kind of profound moment of trust that she has in him as like a fellow crew member or even like as some kind of relationship at that point. And then it goes to to him or, or to her asking him what he's doing talking on the phone. And then it just jumps to another scene to where she's like just getting done blowing him and they're having some pillow talk after you know she just got done taking his lock on cock and and it just feels all so bare bones that it feels irrelevant to the story as a whole but it's not because she ends up being important and and like being a plot device and it just sucks she's just she's literally just there to help them like accomplish this 
some big task or something that's important to the overall plot and to the to the you know the happenings in the story and she feels so detrimental to the overall success of it but she doesn't feel like she deserves to carry such a role because her character is just so hollow and bad like to be a character you have to have a soul and a new returner just simply is the void that is the black hole that's supposedly used to power the Tourney Gundam she has no soul she has no heart she She's the fucking worst character, quote unquote, in all of Gundam to me, just because of the simple fact that she has no character at all. I just I just dislike her. I think she sucks. She's literally just freaking lock on sex hole. And that's it. It is trash. That's, that's what I have to say. And she drags lock on down. She's basic. She's basically Damn. Jada Jada Pickett Smith to you know lock on. Okay. <laughs> 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 so uh, jose i'm assuming you're gonna do the slap meme with lock on setsuna it could work but yeah anyway <laughs> yeah unfortunately that's just a big uh big detractor on to lock on's character so anu is trash and she drags lock on down with him so yeah i'll have anything else to say or can uh, we move on to the next gundam pilot okay let's talk about matt meister here <sighs> Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely think Thierry was probably one of the the best characters of God of the Mike. series. Exactly. That's all I got to add. <laughs> Honestly, he's just cool. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's all. I I will say I forgot that he uh <laughs> I forgot that he uh what is it he dies remerges with Veda or whatever yeah, no he merges with Veda he becomes then... one with the Force I forgot that yeah he becomes one with the Force I forgot that so when he got shot I was actually started tearing yes. up so I was like I don't remember him dying and then I remembered he oh he has a movie and then he popped right back up so. all right so as a well, as a spoiler alert you? just tell me right off the bat but since he 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 has a freaking Gundam in the movie and I don't remember. Uh, was he in the ending of this? I don't even remember. I just remember him getting shot and being a corpse, and but still, like he's like in in. Was he with Setsuna on the final? I don't play? even remember. No, no, he was control. He wasn't the ep- he wasn't the epilogue where he said uh, he will watch over you guys, but until the dialogues to come happen, he'll see that uh, or something like that. But he's a naked force ghost at okay, that point. Okay, but he has a he has a Gundam <laughs> in the movie, so I'm assuming that he comes back somehow. Well, we do see that Ribbons has uh, multiple bodies, so I'm assuming Thierry just does okay. that. So he, he pulls a Palpatine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about that crap movie. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to leave it Somehow at that. Somehow Thierry returned. Hands down. <laughs> Best character, hands down. No equal. Uh, let's talk about this stuff. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. Thierry was awesome. Uh, I need to talk about you know give him a little bit of credit um you know uh he he was on his quest to basically get back to veda and uh he accomplished it and he just was like a chap through through and through uh, you know he had his convictions and he uh it was just very appreciated he has a solid voice actor and uh you know he is he's cool um yeah he's atherin uh and he's also the he's also the <laughs> carfax fox but um you know he's just he's great he's 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 awesome. Uh, definitely one of my favorite characters in the series, and uh, I forgot how how awesome he is. And uh, you know, he even uh, you know he even cross dressed at a certain point. So big, uh, big props. <laughs> 
this guy who who's got the balls of stone like he's just too he's too much of a chad only very few males have cross-dressed in the gundam series and and tierio is chad enough to to do it so he's under the halls of judo yes. and Laron. wait oh i forgot judo was a part of the club <laughs> Well, Judo was an ugly chick, but um, anyway, yeah, Terry is awesome and uh, totally played Ribbons All Shart. Actually, I'm I'm done making references to other shitty Star Wars movies. Um, but. <clears throat> Yeah. Do you have anything to say, Mark? I just remember liking Tyria, and that's pretty much it. It was solid. Yeah. I like very Tyria. fresh on this series. I think his Gundam is the worst of them all. And I think his Gundam is the worst of them all in both series. It's shafted um, in that sense. <laughs> it's so... you like... I just can't. I don't remember it being as this useless, but it's Wait, no, so does useless. This, doesn't the Cerebi have the fucking Blastoise cannons? Yes. It has, like, hand cannon things, doesn't it? I still... I mean, fucking Mega Blastoise has that. And has a beard. Blastoise oh, cannons wait. are Blastoise cannons. No, it's, it's ugly. Nodley has, no. has a beard. Yeah. This one was a... Is it the Seraphim? Yeah. It has the... It has the... Comp- Dude, I want to... I was going to say it has the complete shutdown button, too. So that's sick. I mean, the Nodley also yeah. had that. He just noped everything. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's it's ugly. And the multiple beam sabers are ugly. You don't like it because it's thick. No, the multi-hands... Right? Yeah. It's, it's too... Big. Well, it's so big and it doesn't do anything. Like, in the series, he misses every shot and he doesn't sh- he doesn't actually hit any i don't think he ever he actually does. hits anything um aside from fodder units yeah, i mean he, he scrapes but he scrapes still hit. care that's still hit. but but sensina just freaking flies through the air and th- kills more people than teria does with this giant cannon and like one second there's like a scene where it just shows sensina's mobile suit like a beam of light and then a billion explosions behind it and then we see Tiaria struggling to shoot down one enemy freaking flag. I don't know. I I like Tiaria. I think he's Gundam sex. Um, but his character's good. And the Seraphim is way uglier than the Nautilus. I can agree with that. No, dude, it has a big Gundam face though. It's like Gurren Logon. I like the hair <laughs> more. <laughs> but it's like Gurren Logon though, dude. I, I want to get a kit of it just so I can make Gurren Logon. <laughs> I want to get a, the first season one so I can get the Nodley. Does the Master Grey turn into the Nodley? Yes. I get that. Uh, Alright, let's talk about this shedhead section. The God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm, I'm conflicted with this one. How? Because no, I do like Setsuna. I, I do ultimately like his character, but I do feel it is Super Setsuna show throughout the entirety of this. He just kind of forgets all y'all Sacha. I don't know. I can't forgive but, that. Yeah. He's Setsuna. But I mean, I, I do get it. Setsuna's on his path to becoming an innovator, so he has to let go to reform or whatever. So he does forget about... <laughs> I guess he doesn't really forget about Alio Sacha. He just... He fucks him up. And then he hears a bunch of children singing and decides to spare them. No. How does it go, Mark? No. <laughs> no. Mark's favorite song. No. I freaking hate that. I hate that goddamn song. <laughs> uh, that song. That song is. That song is the talk no jutsu of this series. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do hear. We do actually hear that uh, a bunch of people have stopped fighting after hearing the song. Dude. <laughs> 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 uh i mean i feel many of my gripes with setsuna aren't with setsuna but actually the double o which oh. i will talk later about what it's no it's not that's not even the, the thing is it just it's broken yeah it's broken but then there are times where it's not broken like when it was when setsuna like flies out it flies through the atmosphere 
get into space by itself. Uh, Trans Am still fuck fucking what the fuck Trans Am. Uh, just so I can shoot down the second solar cannon. It's not really a solar cannon, but I'm just gonna keep calling it a solar cannon. So he tries to shoot it down. He does the fucking giant ass spirit sword and it hits it, but doesn't destroy it. And then he just falls to the fucking ground. And as Mark puts it, other times he's fucking wiping the floor with a bunch of fodder units, just wiping them out with one fell swoop of the fucking spirit sword. But he can't break a fucking cannon. And then Saji's always with him. That's fucking, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's stupid. That's it. That does kind of suck. So like, anytime fucking Setsuna does something cool, hey, Saji, help, technically, because he's the pilot of the riser. He doesn't do anything. He just sits there. Oh, we'll get to, Sa we'll get to Saji. We'll get to Saji. He pull an Amaro and tries to leave, stealing shit. Yeah. Several times. Fuck Saji. So, uh, regardless of confliction emotions I have for Setsuna, I do still like him. So I... Hopefully, Mark does not hate me as much. He won't hate you. What do you guys think about our uh, Here, our Meister set? So you can avoid Mark's wrath. Um, I've elected to play his favorite song. Dude, turn that off. We're gonna get DMCA'd. <laughs> not for 0.5 seconds of it playing, but yeah. <laughs> I'll DMCA it myself. I can freaking re remove it. We're not on YouTube. Doesn't matter. I'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, wait. Was he playing the Japanese or the English one? I'm pretty sure they don't give a shit about the English one. That was the Japanese one. Oh, um, don't say you shouldn't do that. <laughs> they don't care no, about the English one. Any of them. They're god awful. Okay. Let's say, what do you think about Sesame right, before so I get it for you? Before you fucking you know, nothing to say. orgasming um, to uh, So. To in terms of his character i really don't have any problems with setsuna at all um he does what he needs to do in terms of the evolution that he needs to go to go through because so literal evolution. i mean yeah literal evolution and also just because like that's what his character kind of demands like i feel like he at the beginning of this batch of you know or the beginning of season two he's kind of basically grown up in the way that he needs it that he needed to he, he's matured he's come to certain realizations that he wasn't clicking with in the first season um or the first half of the series and i feel like getting to that point early on in this second season he needed another thing and i i like that they ultimately went the route of you know trying to justify or or make it seem plot relevant that he is an innovator or that he goes into this state of godhood which you know, in a lot of other series, they kind of just, you know, ultimately devolve this or, or they ultimately just kind of relegate that kind of thing to just being a, a superficial power up for combat. But in this series, it becomes or, you know, except the new types. But um, in this series, it also just plays into his character in itself. Like it, it's an evolution of his character and it changes his character. It's a new path of basically for him to have to explore as a character and i i like that it's kind of plot relevant and it's just character relevant to him it's basically two birds with one stone i appreciated how they handled that and uh yeah i enjoyed it like i really don't have any complaints to do with this or you know to make about his character um I'm trying to think, like, if I really have something to complain about, I guess. It's just, like, maybe he seems a little overpowered in a lot of ways, but I don't even necessarily feel like he's all that overpowered because he does have, like, some overpowered stuff with the double O and the, when he gets a riser and all the stuff. But it doesn't just always devolve into just the Setsuna show, like how you were saying. Like, there's a certain episode that I freaking love because it doesn't feel like the just the Setsuna show. Like, yeah, he's, like, wiping the floor with a lot of Gundams a lot of the time, 
but I feel like the show does a decent job at emphasizing at a lot of points. And something that I just took note of is that even though he's wiping out like a fuck ton of, of other mobile suits by himself, he's still not enough to handle everything. He still needs his team. He still needs their cooperation. He still needs to, you know, have those partnerships in order to aid him to accomplish the their goals, their tasks, and their missions. Um, you know, whether they're playing a certain other part, whether they're defending the the Tala Miles, you know, there's points in the series and in, in, in episodes um, in which he's unable to protect the Tala Miles at the same time as being on the offensive and just doing everything. Like, particularly, the, uh, I always, you know, think primely, Memento Mori, the I the one of the first episodes in this batch that we saw. Uh, I'll talk more about that one. Yeah, the first couple episodes were lock on pretty much. Yeah, or lock on. Yeah, got but I mean, I'll go more into detail about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was like straight up super yeah. cool teamwork shit. But then after a couple episodes, it does start becoming the Setsuna show because they're also where Setsuna. He's also the main character. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, fucking look at Wing Gundam with Hero. He's, he's the main character and fucking focus more on other people. Fucking focus more on Zex than we do anybody else. Yeah, but that, I, I feel like that's a detriment to that series because ultimately, yeah. No, it is. It is ultimately. There's too many characters, not enough. Yeah, but I mean, really. especially for Hero, and it he feels like he kind of lacks presence in his own series. And I feel like it's probably better to have a little bit more of the main character than to have less of him like shin is prime example like he's supposed to if we really believe that he's supposed to be the main character of his given series he has like no screen time he has like no time for anything and he's ultimately complete shit because of it and other reasons uh but yeah it's it's ultimately always just going to be a detriment if there's just less rather than more and i think at least especially when it pertains to the main character so i don't know i feel like it's justified enough and there's enough of other characters in this series that it doesn't just feel like the Satsuna show to a detriment. So I don't know. That's, that's what I thought of it. Um, talking about Satsuna again. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I feel overall just really good about his character. He's, he's awesome. I think he has an arc. He has evolution. He has many things that he changes throughout the series. He has a role. He's pivotal. He's important. He's relevant. He's what a main character should be in a lot of ways. And uh, he's, you know, he's also a minority. So fuck yeah. I don't know why I said that, but yeah, he's brown, brown pride. But yeah, no, sets in as a chat. The crew just punk is a is a freaking crew just god. Yeah, he is a Gundam. That's it, my favorite character. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't have any problem with Sessin in this season. I think he's great. I think that everything they did with him was, was great. Um, I think that, like you guys said, having him not be able to do everything by himself. I mean, of course he's able to do more than other people. Um, but he doesn't, he can't do everything by himself. He does need the help of everyone else. And you can even see that in like the ending piece where he's fighting ribbons. And, um, I can't remember the mechanic guy's name, but he's like, he knows what's gonna happen, and he's like, "Dude, prep the R, prep the R two, or whatever." And then, like, what? Why? Oh no, Sumeragi says Sumeragi that. is, yeah, yeah. Prep the R two, and he, he, like, why? Because Setsuna can't do everything by himself. <laughs> he needs the, the 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 crew to help him out. Like, I didn't. 
I think that they explained, I don't even, did they explain? They might have explained. I know why. So it makes more sense to me why he became an innovator. Um, so there's not that like ambiguity with new typeness that we often got. Like, why is he a new type? Uh, I don't know. Because he's in space. <laughs> no. Um, and also he's not, it doesn't like drastically change his character like it does with uh Amaro or uh I think I think Camille is still fine-ish but like Judo and Uso where when they when they got to their peak new typeness they just became husks of <laughs> of who they were before and it just it that always bothered me in these shows where the characters realize that they don't like battling in war isn't the the thing they should be doing so let's just not do it and let everyone else die for no reason because I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah, they're kids. Yeah, it's traumatizing. But I think the more realistic thing is that you're going to defend your friends. And Setsuna does say the the line like, "Uh, why are why are we why are we fighting? We need to understand everybody. My new goal is to understand people." And then they go and shoot his friends and he murders them all. So <laughs> that's the one thing that always bothered me in all these Gundam series we watched up till this point is that once the character hits the realization phase of, of who they, of their transcendence to whatever they're transcending into, they, they typically just stop fighting and it's just not how things would happen. Like, I think Uso's the main culprit of this where he just stops. Like, I don't think Uso kills anyone past the halfway point in the show and just lets people just die all the time lets his friends die and it, that just annoyed me to no end so having setsuna actually like his nutsack <laughs> didn't shrink when he became an innovator it just that's just nice to see when i'm watching the show i also i like how he in this season tries to he's the he's the connector like previously he was the one he's always had the mentality like uh a followable ideology where you're like okay i can see he went from point a being a child soldier point b um deifying gundams because they saved his life and he sees them as a tool that he can use to help others eradicating war you know it goes in a it, it flows properly and he starts out in this form in season one where he's kind of standoffish even with the rest of his teammates to a character who is the one who's actively trying to help the team be more cohesive. Like, although the outcome wasn't probably what he wanted or what should have happened, him saving Lock-On and him like telling, like the old set to know, what would he have done? He would have he would have saved Lock On. He wouldn't have said anything beforehand. He probably would have done it the first time. <laughs> he just killed her. This time he's telling him like, "Hey, you know, you got to get your head into this. And if that happens again, I'm saving you." So he knows preemptively what's going to happen. And I just I I don't know. I just like this. Uh, I just like this character a lot. Um, also, I think that I think I said it before. I can't remember now. But him being from the Middle East is just. I feel like that's just so important. Um, I feel like having a character that's like, I'm trying to think of a, another instance in my life where the main character of a show or cartoons, especially I'm going to call this a cartoon. It is a cartoon. Don't hate on me. Is middle Eastern. (laughs) And I can't, I can't think of one where a main character is middle Eastern. Probably some now. Yeah, maybe, but I just, I can't off the top of my head. Think of any. So, 
and especially around this show was created around the time i know i said this before but around the time the 9-11 happened so them being ballsy enough to have the character be from the middle east and have a lot of his background ingrained in like the conflicts that were going on at the time so like the the wars and the the just the terrorism and all that stuff that was actually happening during that time period in the middle east i think there was a lot of civil wars going on and stuff and having like um radical religion be part of his background as well and then him coming to like understand and you know it's it's not (sighs) i know that some people can kind of take that the wrong way but i think that they they did a good job portraying this character um and i think that they didn't strip away his um middle eastern identity in doing so because he still he goes back to the middle east all the time and he's trying to help um he's trying to help the conflicts that are going on there trying to to stop it and um i i don't know i just found that special i think because uh like we're all minorities (laughs) we don't we don't see a lot of i mean we see more representation than than someone from the middle east probably does so i just can only imagine when having a character from like you seeing yourself on a screen like that is probably really important to to certain people and them doing that is just cool. yeah we got we got chico rodriguez <laughs> Yeah, I think Gundam's really good about doing that. I like, <laughs> like, like we not Chico Rodriguez, but like, <laughs> like Double Zeta when they had the um, the scene in a- the the sequence in Africa where they didn't like over stereotype anybody or that that scene does definitely stand out to me um, as an important sequence in that show. So having evolved to having the main character be from the Middle East is and not just like a short sequence in the middle east because a lot of gundams do have short sequences in the middle east but having the main character be from theirs is really cool really important yeah so so when we when are we going to get the first latino main character in gundam (laughs) we've had we're we're getting a girl damn baby steps man baby steps yeah we're we're the furthest in the back Hey, we hey we had that we had that we had that cultural kid, scene. The, the one with the tacos and the kid <laughs> with the burrito. <laughs> the mariachis with the the guitar. We also had that dude in uh. Oh yeah, pocket. that's true. He died. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what are your thoughts on the supporting cast? Uh. I don't don't talk about Saji right now. That's the only one I care about, or that's it, not care about. But fucking hate Anu. Want to talk about? Oh they talk gosh, about Sumeragi. Sumeragi. All right. So Sumeragi is she's an undisputably best girl in the entirety of Gundam to me. Um, she's just absolutely wonderful. Uh, you know, there's just so many. Uh, you know, throughout this series, that. we just see her style, and I know I've already talked about that. I'm not gonna go too much into detail this time because I already done that. I think in the first or second episode, but you know, she's she's a style goddess. She's just always uh she's always showing her her goods, and she's just uh absolutely brilliant. She's a tactician of uh, absolute caliber. Um, Billy is fucking stupid, and I don't know why he's in the series. Fuck Billy, he's ugly. 
um and uh he's trash uh you know so Muragi definitely deserves a lot better um than that cuck but you know she's she ultimately is just really a great character even just like as a background supporting character you know the, in Memento Mori she's really trying to prove herself the Memento Mori episode she's really trying to prove herself and to uh, step up to the plate defend everybody she's re you know really getting back her conviction and uh I always remember her for her little phrase right before it goes to commercial break. And, and she's like, it's like, I'll defend everyone with my tactics. And uh, she's just awesome. She's just a badass like that. She's she's like, you know, yelling out orders. She's confident in the things she's doing. She's got she's got a little rivalry with uh, Kati, the Hati Monikin. Uh, and uh, she's just like always uh, outdoing her in some way. And not even like in a really bad way, but she's like humble about it. She's awesome. They go they go way back to the college days um, when she was, uh, you know, just a, a 17 year old girl and, you know, trying to make her way in life really um trying to uh grow into this character into this person really that uh, can just stand up for people and that can minimize the casualties of war she you know she doesn't shy away from those facts that are of reality and that uh, war is is uh ultimately hurtful and harmful to everyone and it's inevitable basically um but uh she she just wants to do her best she wants to protect everybody and yeah she suffered here and there but you know she's she's always just real about it and she's just such a bay like even at the end, she even even a worthless, nasty, disgusting, lame fuckboy cuck like Billy, uh, you know, she even is able to forgive his bitch ass um, for being trash. And uh, you know, I, I just I I just can't stop praising her heart of gold, even though she's an you know alcoholic. You know, she grows to leave those alcoholic tendencies. Even see, she, she's like a real life icon she's she's like a real life role model see fuck alcoholism you know leave the leave the bottle in the back move on with your life do good things and uh you know be the best that you can be you know see she's just a role model in so many ways she's just awesome she's very beautiful in terms of her character design and uh you know she just has such a, a an incredible arc especially considering she's like a supporting cast member she she actually has a decent arc like even to other background supporting cast members that that are you know periodically throughout the gundam series you know whether it's like uh ones that stick out even because they're stuck in like a shit series like uh like um what's her what's her name um uh, ma beto san ma beto san in, in in the trash can that's victory gundam oh. you know I, she doesn't even uh i remember what i was gonna say ma beto san's all right um but uh you know <laughs> I, I just think that Sumeragi is awesome. And, uh, you know, even like in, in comparison to the other bay that I like, uh, which, um, you know, which which was, uh, which was uh, 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 damn, Sumeragi is just on my mind. Like, who is the other one again? The one from from uh, Seed. Oh, my God. See, see, Sumeragi is just the queen of my heart. And, yeah, she made me even forget Maru. Maru? Like, I did your fucking yeah. name on the chat, dude. Oh my gosh. See? She see Sumaragi's just she's too much of a goddess. She's just too real. She's too awesome. She's she's the dream that can never be in this life. Um 
you know, it, it's just she's insane. She's a great character. I love her all around. She's easily the best waifu in the series. She's she's the, the most adept character. She's the most uh, shows the most growth as a supporting cast member, and uh, as a that a supporting cast member that is not uh, a Gundam pilot or a mobile suit pilot. She's just she's just a badass. She's a leader. She has a uh, ten thousand times more the balls that uh bright noah ever will have like um bright bright noah is a worthless child next to her uh next to this this chad that is uh sumaragi lee noriega like uh even you know she's just awesome she puts all those fools to shame i I can who's a who's a better acting commander than her not even uh not even jameel is better than her not even who else is there who throw me someone else to compare to her uh no he's trash he doesn't even doesn't even contend (laughs) beach is just a beach he's 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 uh bright noah is just a, a worthless cuck um you know glasses should have uh ended up uh railing his wife um double zeta really fucked fuck yeah Noah. he's just a he's just a nasty cheater too you know he was he's was gonna get at what's her face the the, the oh. em, whatever i don't even remember her name I'm emily or i'm em, whatever fucking blonde chick and uh you know bright noah he just he got into it with a chicken and he lost so you know this that bitch just takes l's all day he stands no chance against sumaragi sumaragi would literally clap it clap his cheeks with a strap on um because she's just so much better in every single way in every single facet of that of of a character that is possible uh bright noah's trash can't wait to see a gundam unicorn so i can trash him some more um and uh yeah you know there's just nobody stands a chance there's no commander no leader in any of the other series that i can think of that that holds a candle to sumaragi lee noriega and her gorgeous brown hair um and her sense of style and awesomeness and uh yeah like uh she's just she's just awesome i just love her so much like I, i'll simp for sumaragi till the end of my days um as a you know as a gundam character as an anime waifu uh, as just like as everything she's just she's just everything okay like uh she doesn't have any of the drawbacks that other other waifus have had like not even like queen haman and her you know oh well, we've talked about that in the recap episode that we did before but you know i don't need to go down that that same old road again but you know she sumeragi is just next level in pretty much every way and uh yeah she's just awesome like there's only one character that i could even think of in another series that's like a female character but she's not even like the same kind of like no, she doesn't even qualify. She's not the same because she's she's like she's more of a princess character. Like, but no, 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 nobody, nobody, nobody. There is no one that compares to Sumaragi. She's just she's just absolute queen. She's just Chad. She's just style. She's fan service. She's literally everything I could ever want in a character, and I just fucking love her. So yeah, Sumaragi is great. Stand Sumaragi for life. Stand the queen, Sumeragi. Uh, Sumeragi Lee Noriega. Hashtag wins all uh, queen. Yeah. And she wears purple. Looks good. Oh, and they should have left that small top on her. The one with the, that shows some of her belly. That was cute. Like, uh, styling and profiling and also looking bay. Mm, good stuff. But, yeah. I think that was in the last batch of episodes, I think. I just had to go back to it. Yeah, Sumeragi's a goddess. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> honestly, longer than I expected. 
So while you were doing that, quick sidetrack here, I looked up uh, Mexicans in Gundam, and obviously what mostly popped up was pictures of Chico Rodriguez (laughs) and the Tequila Gundam. However, there was a slight controversy I found that was quite interesting, and it is uh, (laughs) there is apparently contention within the community on whether or not Amaro Ray is Mexican or not. What? There is... Apparently, in, in some novelization, they say that Amaro is canonically from Mexico. However, there is a Dynasty Warrior game that states that he's from Canada. <laughs> so people that think Amaro is Mexican. Isn't he from Side 7? No, he was born on Earth. Yeah, he's on Earth. He mm-hmm. was transferred to Side 7. Yeah, he was transferred to Side 7, born on Earth. So... See, the thing that... The thing... <laughs> Uh, the thing that the only thing no well i mean amuro like say that in spanish and i always rolled off the tongue that's that's why i always kind of thought to myself like i don't like amuro as a character but i think the name amuro is actually kind of awesome and i would would consider naming my kid amuro just because it sounds cool like um like amuro like it just rolls off the tongue nicely in spanish so i can totally see that but ray is what throws it off for me like he can't be he, can, he can't be hispanic maybe he's half. maybe he's half dude yeah maybe they say that he might be half canadian half mexican because yeah. his mom his mom did grow uh, have like a her house was in canada in the mm. story so i don't know but however there there was one guy on a chat forum that said that low guile was latino <laughs> let's go i'll take it and and of course we cannot forget that there was a side character oh my god Jose, <laughs> who's, who's obviously mexican why does he have two first form. names maybe it's uh maybe they messed up on the translation it was supposed to be jose ryu i don't know i mean the only thing he had was the jose thing but yes is that ryu dragon yes. so dragon so that's jose. A pretty sick name i'm not gonna lie okay well side tangent uh, let us know if Amaro's Mexican <laughs> or Canadian. Amaro's a paisa. So, so this took longer than I was expecting. So blanket statements. Uh, all the side characters start from Saji and Wangume. Yeah, we're all right. Did yeah, they were there? Ian was cool. Oh, were we supposed to talk about all of them? Oh shit. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. again, I was not expecting. All right, all right. Oh, here, one long? quick thing. I'm fucking pissed that Wang Lume died. I forgot she died. Oh, she not. deserved it. Yeah. I forgot no, she died. No, but I mean, we didn't... Okay, so I'm I just sad that oh, here, her here, brother here. sacrificed me... himself, and then li- she literally dies like five seconds later. Like, damn, that sucks. I feel bad for that guy. She's a greedy bitch, dude. Ribbon said yeah. it. She didn't care. She, fucking, she wanted to see the world... Uh, that was gonna happen because she, she, she wanted so to hard it in and stuff like that. It. But no, see the fruit, the fruits of her labors, only to get cacked by Nina Trinity. She was, she was just what's his face, Alejandro uh, Corner or whatever. Fuck Alejandro, whatever that guy didn't was. do shit. No, that guy was freaking Ribbons All Sharp before Ribbons All Sharp. Well, he got played by Ribbons All Sharp. And Wong Lumi got played. Wong Lumi was just enjoying the ride, and she was just there, like she didn't, she didn't deserve. It. She was trying to steer the ride. She just wanted to see what how it happened. And look where it happened to her. Wong, no. Like Wong the Lube is. The only thing I'm going to agree with Ribbons about. Wong Lube. Alright, let's talk about Saji. Saji cross conk. Dude, I've Saji. God. <laughs> I fucking can't do this dude. Uh, throughout the whole 
time he's just on and on about oh, don't fighting it's useless please oh, please please and, like is that they give him reasons for like hey listen that peace isn't always a thing you do gotta fight. even if you want to understand people sometimes there are people that aren't gonna uh, want to understand so you gotta fight no fighting's bad dude i don't i i, I thought Saji was cool in the f- Season one. So what the fuck happened to him now? Dude, Saji's lame. Mm-hmm. He's he's the kind of guy that would provide Louise's other boyfriend with the condom. <laughs> fuck. He's freaking trash. He's oh a God. cuck. <laughs> um, we're, we're, I mean, there, there's a thing. There's a thing that could be said about his commitment to helping Louise, but still, Louise. You know, Louise. <laughs> Literally, what he sounds like when he's talking to 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 marie like and she's telling him and she's like oh yeah she's that uh, crazy bitch that wanted to kill people and he's like you know louise so louise is a mobile suit pilot uh, i knew that was louise oh my god like this uh, he's literally says her name every single time he freaking talks it's just cringe i it was was there any benefit to having the missed characters aside from season one where like hey we can see how what the average person is feels about what's going on with celestial being and everybody else hey that's cool it was there any reason to add them into the main story not a good one i don't think no right no because it's all just force because like uh, what the fuck does saji do up until he starts this is like uh, this is like giving those kids something like in the actual plot like the kids from zeta gundam only though they were actually yeah i don't remember their I names but the i name. just remember like yeah shit and um, shit and um. um that's what you said right <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> shinta and kum and kum and kum <laughs> shit and kum uh horrible names anyway but yeah no that's like that's like giving them like a central portion in the plot and story and making them relevant and forcing them to be relevant it's like oh we already get that they're you know the back like was then then the weren't they i was about to get to that i was like them? you know but they were actually you know better implemented than this cock saji because you know they saved people and they were active in that moment but you know saji just complains he's just literally just there to bitch and moan about everything like he's like uh what, what were we laughing about mark was it this batch of episodes and then he's like he's like oh celestial be you're gonna go fight it's like yeah, oh yeah. that was that was in the last Fucking batch but he dude, still man. does it in this batch he's so dumb dude celestial he's just dumb dude he's just dumb why does what is what a saji lack of penis like he's a ken doll he's just there to freaking not rail louise please even on louise there isn't really even much to add she's kind of just there yeah she pilots the fucking mobile armor she gets revenge on nana and i i guess the the one thing is like okay revenge is kind of like hollow that sometimes. moment that was cool it's like crush that bitch yeah nana like hey she, she she's like one of the only people that does get their revenge yeah she like completely cucks nana that was a pretty good moment she's like oh yes i'm gonna get to fight the guy that killed my brothers i'll take him out right here and then she just gets cacked by the person that she screwed over for no reason she got what she fucking deserved bitch 
But yeah, no, Louise is pretty worthless. Yeah. And yeah, we already Andre agreed sucks. that Andre sucks. Fuck that bitch. He ain't no Smirnoff. He doesn't taste good. He He's just freaking hollow shit. He's just a douche. He chose the wrong side. He deserves to be locked away in a prison and then thrown thrown into the abyss and then tickled until the end of his days. Till he can just... All right. Till he's what? Laughed. Yeah, tickled. You fucking just say tickled? Suffers laughing, unable to... That's not a fetish. Right, okay? fetish that is actually a sign. Hurts. Have you ever uh. been tickled for so long? That shit hurt. It's not a fetish. Fetish is a side. Okay, whatever. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the villain. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the villain. Okay. Um, Do you want to go first? Uh, oh, okay. Well, mine's going to be a All right, all right. No, 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 hang on. Save it for so, good. The save villains. it because it's probably going to be good. Here, I'm just going to say one quick thing. It'll be better I, than I don't mine. know. So, all right. So, uh, Ribbons is trash. Uh, he's just another bitch who took a look at his own dick and told himself that his three inch tip, fully erect, stands above the rest. And then he was lied to by his own mom who likes to take it, uh, you know, doggy style. Uh, and she just likes it hairy. That and she was told telling him that uh, you know he was handsome when he was a kid, but in, in all honesty, he looked like his ape of a father. But she named him Ribbon, so he was just destined to be a gorilla ass blast basically from the very beginning of his uh, inception. Uh, he's just another cookie cutter whiny boy with a uh, little man syndrome that just wants to rule humanity. You know, he never stood a chance against uh, the Chad Setsuna or, or Sexuna, as Mark would say, uh, who is uh, ultimately just a crudish punk with desert dick, but still has a lot more uh, refined taste and is just more of a Chad <laughs> than the alter boy Ribbons All Shart. Uh, you know, he, he has the arrogance of uh, Ginger Ham and the the backwards ideals of the long-haired bitch in Destiny that was mad because he was just shooting blanks. I don't even remember his name. Uh, and, and he has the laziness of bum-ass Mr. Wong who just sits and stands around acting like he's above everyone else. Uh, you know, he's just a ca cartoon altar rat that uh, eats his own crap like their Easter chocolate. And uh, yeah, Ribbons just sucks. That's all I have to say about him. <laughs> okay, I don't even hate him that much. I just wanted to talk uh. shit. <laughs> But yeah, no, his name is stupid. Ribbons all marked. Um. Mark, Mark Hugo. Ribbons yeah. is, I don't know. He's just generic. I didn't, uh, he's like the, the looming menace that ultimately turns out to just be <laughs> a, a whiny brat that no one takes seriously. In the end, I don't think anyone even knew who he was until the last. <laughs> <laughs> last episode so i didn't i he, he's not a very good villain i wouldn't say he's just sitting there like twiddling his thumbs like yes everything's going according to my plan and nobody even not. cares about his plan yeah nobody cares about it they're just doing their own thing and then at the last moment he comes out of nowhere and his stupid gundam that is hideous <laughs> no fuck you reborn gundam is no. trash yeah no, awesome. the only good garbage. thing about it only good thing about ribbon is fucking reborn's gundam sick no yeah it is so, so ribbon is, is just all around he's just mediocre he's not i want to say he's actually like low tier villain and mm, he's yeah he's pretty bad he's pretty down there um he doesn't have that like that conflict you usually find within like a uh, a lot of the Gundam antagonists where there's like some sort of um turmoil where they're not they don't really they don't really want to be bad he's literally like the I'm, I'm twirling my mustache I'm the villain kind of character for no reason um they give Wait, who doesn't want to be bad like Char he's not really e like trying to be evil in the in the first Gundam series and I mean, he has his own agenda in the first series 
and like the the turn a doesn't really have a villain um Indraham. i would say that gundam x doesn't really have a like the 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 end villain ross brothers see yeah see they're, they're trash though they're not like the actual like the the main thing is it's usually not this this blatant like i mean there's some series where it is like zeta where they the titans are just chodes and Optimus is, is just such mega chode, but like Ribbons is on another level of like he's like the cartoon villain, and, and then they, they try and throw in that little like tidbit, give him a little thing. And they're like, Oh, Ribbons, she just wants to make everyone an innovator. No, he doesn't actually. No, they don't give him that. No, he's he, literally like, he I want to be a god and worship. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, I want to be a god and you should worship me, all because sets in a Saw saw me and thought I was cool. <laughs> That's the worst villain arc ever. How do you how do you have that as your villain? Yeah, this little kid. He thought I was so cool, and, and now I just want to be cool to everybody. No, no, That's no, trash. He he always felt that way. He always felt superior to everything because no. he was innovate. He, no, no, he spared no, Setsu not no. on a whim. He specifically <laughs> says, "I only did it on a whim." No, it. no, ribbons canonically was following Elias Schenberg's plan. And he still is. No. The original no, plan. He feels like he's doing the no, version of the plan. No. He was following the plan correctly. Then, when he was sent to Krugis or Azadistan, wherever Cesar was fighting, he was sent there to cleanse the war and kill everybody that saw the Gundam so that no one um, knew about it. However, Ribbons... Saw Cessna looking at him and like he was a god and deifying the Gundam. And so Ribbons got it in his mind that he wants that to happen with everybody. And that's why he spared Cessna and put his name in the Veda system. Because he wanted everyone to think he was a god. Because from that point onward. Before that, he was not like that. Then he spared Setsuna, and then he was like that because Setsuna was looking at him like he was a god, and that's the stupidest <laughs> origin story of a villain ever. Yeah, heard. actually, now that you put it that way, it's pretty shit. <laughs> it's worse yeah. than I thought. Holy it's shit! Trash. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so here, here's the thing: when we meet Ribbons, uh, he's a servant boy to what's his face, Alejandro corner he's hey, concubine. sure to fucking servant boy whatever oh shit he betrayed he's concubine him. huh sure whatever <laughs> i'm sure he's into that and, and then oh shit he betrays him oh shit this dude is planning some stuff yeah as, as mark put it he's in the fucking background master puppeteer and all that shit what happens throughout the entirety of season two he's fucking in that little room just sitting down he's not doing anything yeah all according to my plan his plan isn't even working he's getting surprised every single time that's when a fucking twin drive system he doesn't he doesn't even know about that and it's just like oh hey oh everything's still gonna go according to my plan oh shit Sasuna just did something cool oh he's fucking up my plan but he's not really because oh i i'm the master of all this because i'm an innovator i'm not even an innovator i'm an innovator but hey we're gonna be even better and it's like he's, he's just always so superior and it's not it doesn't matter because he is he gets his Gundam in one episode. The one thing that I'm most pissed about is the fucking Reborn's Gundam is only in one episode. It's a fucking cool-ass shit. That, fuck Mark for saying it's not. But, like... <laughs> he, big trash. He, he has the upper hand for, like, what, five minutes and the Sasuna is just, just matches him completely. And it's just like, oh, 
fuck, my Gundam is now destroyed. I'm gonna take this uh, driver and get the fucking RX-78. Uh, wh what? I thought this fight with the RX-78 and the XA was gonna be even longer. It is fucking over in like two minutes. Oh, this they have built up this dude to be some fucking great-ass pilot, some dude that's just gonna be the main villain, and no, fucking, both of his battles are less than three minutes. Satsuna's fight with, um, Graham Aker with the Susano was fucking longer. That sure? fucking Susano also just showed up for one episode. No, you're, oh, you're yeah. also thinking about the fucking Murasao. <laughs> it fucking looks you're exactly right. the same, just it's red. <laughs> and look, dude, it's Ribbons has got to be the, the most disappointing villain that I have seen up till now. <laughs> fucking worse than Chronicle, worse than the Frost Brothers. Like, dude, the only good thing about him is the Reborn's Gundam. Reborn's uh, Gundam. Right, that's my take on Ribbons. Uh, Ali Asaches. You guys want to go first, or you want so me to start? Ali Asaches is uh, fucking goaded. <laughs> no. He's no. awesome. What the fuck did he do, man? Tell me what the fuck he do. He, he got his cool. shit handed to him by Setsuna. Then he shoots Setsuna. Oh, he finally shoots him first. Damn, what the fuck? He fucking gets killed off by Lyle Delandi. Yeah, those were also his only him. introduction. Uh, the only episode he appearances. He showed no fear. <laughs> <laughs> No, Ali, at the end, Ali Al-Sachez kind of deserved better, in my opinion. He just, he's, he goes, he, the way that I see him is that he ends up like Yazan from, from Zeta. Like, he's like this very formidable and antagonist character or villain. And he goes from being able to do so much and accomplishing a lot and just having like beast prowess and, and just being impressive all around um to really just ultimately kind of getting shoved aside um getting you know thrown to the through to the side characters um like his whole thing with setsuna that just like they forget about that he just gets brushed aside and there, it's just like tossing lyle delandi like oh here let's give you something to fucking do um so that that happens and he, he has to fight him um i thought the fight was fun i didn't think it was that bad i thought it was enjoyable i thought it was solid uh i thought the way that he died made you know, I thought I thought that was fitting in in terms of just like having it be something for Lyle's character, but it was ultimately just kind of sad for Ali Al Sanchez, who was this beast at the beginning, and just kind of ends up uh, getting cacked by someone that's not not as good, not as cool, not as experienced. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He he was just lacking in this batch of episodes, but overall, as a whole, I like him as a character and as a villain. Uh, I think he just. I think he he poses a threat most of the time and he's kind of just evil for the sake of being evil but he knows it and like that's his character and I appreciate that it's not like they try to they try to do more with him than or you know they try to show more with him than they really need to sometimes you just gotta have that evil for the sake of evil because some people just you know oh god I'm about to use a freaking dark knight quote quote but some people just want to watch the world burn and uh yeah that was all y'all Sanchez in the series um and I I appreciated his character for what it was and I just thought he deserved to go out more like a badass and deserved a more badass ending than what he ultimately got. So yeah, Ali El Sanchez. Oh yeah, and he fucked up the Trinities. So that was pretty awesome. He freaking he freaking shreked all of them, dude. He freaking destroyed them. So that's that's extra points and why he's fucking awesome. He's goaded. 
and he deserves to be goaded. But yeah. Oh yeah, and he's voiced by uh, Steve McNeil, so that's awesome. Scott McNeil, my bad. That's <clears throat> night. But yeah, he's goaded. Hi, <laughs> right, Mark. Oh yeah, Sasha's is. <clears throat> Uh, he, he's very underwhelming this series they built him up so highly like you said and they just I don't know you you seem to think he's awesome but in this in this section he's pretty trash he's like a he's like a pawn and I don't know I just didn't really like him I, I remember him being a lot cooler but I guess most of that was season one and watching him in season two this is kind of a letdown he doesn't do much of anything at all and he just ends up getting hacked in the end that's all i gotta say about all the else sanchez dude all i remember is him fucking burning down his auto stand uh and then him fighting setsuna and getting saved by the by the oh, song that he shoots setsuna which i think it's actually before before getting his uh, ass pretty gangster. and then him fighting lyle hey, yo we don't see it fucking, he's, yeah but he did it setsuna anyway, just arrives so to burning his auto stand he gets he gets a cred he gets a point <laughs> <laughs> Trash. Mm, no, I'm I'm in full <laughs> agreement with Mark. It, it's just he got built up so much. We, we praised him so much in the first two episodes, and then just now he it was barely in the part three, and he's barely even in this one. He, uh, uh, yeah, you guys so are right in that. In that they just he's underwhelming in this batch of episodes. And... He's so underwhelming. Uh, his coolness uh, from the first batch so doesn't even matter anymore. I respect your opinion. Well, you yeah, you are know. wrong because he. He fucks a lot of people up, dude. He's... Change my mind. Change my mind, dude. Change my mind. He kills Saji. Alia Sausage is trash. Change my mind. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I got the fuck. I got got the little. Yeah, that was terrible. He, he instigated so much. So he much was evil. cool. I thought yeah, he was he cool was, at that point too. He's a good villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, season yeah. one. In season one. I'm not saying that the that he didn't suck in this batch of episodes. So I'm just saying. Uh, I was gonna bring him up with the side characters, but uh, I forgot. Oh my god. Uh, Graham Aker, Mr. Bushido, dude. He fi- he fights one battle with the Murasawa, and then he switches over to Susa- Susanoo. And well, I don't even think we get told that that's what it's actually called. He, yeah, he's able to match Setsuna in the Double O Riser for for a while, and then like Setsuna just completely overwhelms him, and then like he's gone for for the rest of the series up until the epilogue where he just shows up behind Billy, which I mean, hey, he's all about Bushido. He he was defeated, but he wasn't killed. Uh, we see in the epilogue that Billy's uh, uncle was it? He killed himself. Because he's also Bushido and taught him how to taught Graham Maker how to be Bushido. And Graham didn't kill himself. Hey, character development. But I mean, the complete transition from Graham Aker in season one to Mr. Bushido in season two. It's just like terrible. I, I do not like Mr. Bushido at all. It it really feels like a fucking Quattro Magina to a counterattack char for me. Susano is sick though. And and I guess the Murasau is as 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 well. He should have stayed Graham Cracker and never become Mr. Bushido because he's fucking trash. Like, he's, <laughs> he's freaking he's so bad. He's so cringe. He's so tr- oh god. No, he wasn't. He, I mean, he was, was also cringe as Graham Aker, but like like good cringe. Okay, like no. good cringe. I'll accept that. But I mean, you're not gonna just, fucking tell me fucking. He was just uh, time to enter a he, lover's embrace, and you're my sleeping beauty. Go, no, that is cringe poetic. as fuck. The man, he's funny. Just, you can't, you, know, you can't hate him for being the wordsmith that he was. Hey, so where I come from, that is called cringe. No, nah. Anyway, <laughs> change my mind. 
Anyway, he should have just stayed Graham Cracker because Mr. Bushido sucks. Like, he, um, what the fuck is the point of him, dude? He's just there. He's just spouting. He, he feels like a crazy person talking to themselves. He's just fucking there to just, I don't even know what's the point of him. He's just, he's take he's taking swings at the air, dude. He thinks There's he's like air. hallucinating. He's on the shroom, dude. He just thinks he's on some other level because he puts a fucking mask on. He thinks he's sex marquees, but honestly, he's like 10,000 times worse than sex marquees. He's just, he's cringe. Like sex Sex marquees, yeah, you're right. It is saying That's something because sex marquees devolves real quick. But I mean, at least he's solid to a point in comparison to Mr. Bushido. Mr. Bushido is just freaking, he can shove that samurai katana up his ass and maybe he'd be a better character for it because he's just freaking horrible right now. He, like, the way that he is, the way that the series is like ends with him and like that. He's just bad. Like, there's no point to anything. He's just fucking SpongeBob. He's just like, oh, I'll do it when I feel like it. He's just fucking dumb. Uh, and it's always gonna stick to me when Mark said that he's culturally appropriating Japanese culture. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> so good. But his master's Japanese, so he it's it's that's See, culture. I don't remember. I don't remember his master being Japanese, but whatever. Talk about Billy that old fart that was like fun. making the adjustments to the to the flag or whatever. Yeah. No, it's so like one scene where he's like, blah, 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 blah. "You are not master the art of Bushido," <laughs> and that exact accent, right, Mark? <laughs> totally yeah. not gonna get canceled for that one. I'm not. That's what he said. Yeah, he didn't say it. I don't know. I don't even remember that scene happening. After these, after the two times that I've now watched the series, I do not remember that scene even happening. So it must have been an utter shit. Yeah, I did not. I did not remember it either. But it happens like right before wow. the murder. He's just that forgettable, Mister Bushido. I don't know. <sighs> Fucking. What was the uncle's name again? Fucking his his uncle his uncle's name is fucking Harold. Harold Katagiri. No, what his no, name is Billy. Name like dude, that, he's definitely culturally appropriating Japanese culture. So you know what? Yeah, I stick by it. Um, but yeah, no, Mr. Bushido. Um, I don't know. He just doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He's so irrelevant. Like, I don't know. He's. He's the inside of a cereal box, you know? You'll never read it. You'll never really bother to look at it. You'll never acknowledge its existence. You'll wonder, why the fuck did they decide to print this inside, you know? No, you won't even bother yourself to wonder that because you're just like, why? You'll just ask why. Why does Mr. Bushido exist? Why did they think that the, that he had to, you know, have any kind of role or presence in this series other than being graham cracker? He just is bad. He's so worthless. I mean, the, the best thing I can say about him is that he doesn't hurt my soul like other shitty characters throughout Gundam. But I mean, that's like the best thing I can say. So yeah, no, Mr. Bushido is just not it. Yeah, uh, I think Graham is one of the most devolved characters in all of Gundam. I actually liked him during season one, and I wanted to. Uh, I was I remembered hating him, but I couldn't. Rem- I was after watching season one, I was like, why did I hate him? 
I can't remember why I hated him. And then season two rolled around, and he is oh, not even. I hated him. He's not even the same character. He's not utilized in any like meaningful way. He's just there to be. He, he's the new Jared, honestly. At that point, he's yeah. the he's hey. the fly. I, I would say he's more successful. He actually puts up a fight. Yeah, but I'm. He still is just annoying. Like he's he stops setting at points in which. Setsuna is trying to do something impactful, and he just comes in. He's like, well, "I'm your opponent now," and then it's like, "Dude, just get out of the way! Come on, I got something else to do." So I think they really dropped the ball with that character. I don't know why they went that route with him. Honestly, it doesn't make any sense. I it really just it just it's just confusing to me and why they did that to him because he was actually a likable character in season one. That's it. That's that's Mr. Bushido's character. <laughs> so, um, really, fuck. Uh, da, da, da. What are they called? Innovators. <laughs> I don't remember any of them. They, they get talked up so much. Oh, hey, these, these guys are fucking they're, they're strong. They're they're the one-man armies and shit like that. They get fucked up. Literally get sharded on yeah, instantly just, whenever they come on they, they, they get very much. Whether it's by yeah. Setsun or fucking by any of the other Gundam Meisters. It's they like just so get pointless. fucked up and then they, get, they just retreat. They're, they're oh, all we'll get them next the time. Frost Brothers. All of them. Yeah. It's f- You're right. It's f- yeah, it's pathetic because they, they, like they keep talking about brothers. like, oh, we're innovators. We were so godlike. We're so we're so ahead of you. You or yeah, innovates, whatever. They're, they're basically innovators. just always like, oh, we're ahead of you, primates. That they call themselves this. innovators. You're, though. Just a, you're just a worthless, worthless trash. And the only thing that they have going for them is the fact that they have good technology with their Gundams, and that's it. Like, oh, I got a big ass gun. They got a big ass gun that wipes out like Quantum a bunch, like too. a whole fleet. Of freaking ships and and mobile suits. Oh, that looks like oh, that's supposed supposed to be a. I don't know, somehow relevant to them being innovated or whatever the fuck. It's just like, no, you just have better technology. At the end of the day, you're still getting shat on by, you're still getting shat on by lock on naturally good pilots. Um, and, uh, and others, uh, and freaking, <laughs> and freaking, and, and others, freaking, uh, crazy, you know, <laughs> dual personality Captain America. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even Hallelujah is able to take one on pretty easily. I mean, he does need he does need Hallelujah's help, but yeah, he's exactly. still so he can still innovates, do it. They're just I don't know. They're just nothing but goats at a local carnival. He's just there going meh, wanting everybody to admire them, but at the end of the day, they're just they're just animals sitting in their pen, just shitting all over the place and not contributing to anything. At least goats are cute. Like the innovates, they're just stupid. Okay. Uh, Mark even said that they're basically like the cyber new types for the series. But even past cyber new types have at least done something. I mean I I feel Mashmeyer did more. Mashmeyer was not a cyber new type until the end of the show because they had to exactly bring it back. he did more at the no. end of the show than no, these. Guys I'm not giving did. I'm not giving any more credence to these characters. Jose already scraped the freaking last lick at the bottom of the barrel trying to talk about them because there's nothing to say. There is nothing. There's just there's no reason for them to even be here. Yeah, they're just trash. Okay, we don't have to talk about them. Okay, uh, before we get into the Gundam corner, uh, hey, aliens. What do you guys think about that? Let's All save right, that well, for the movie. I mean, we we don't need to talk about like the aliens they're gonna face. We learned that hey, Aolia Schemberg was expecting aliens to show up. <laughs> 
<laughs> what the fuck, dude? How are we learning about fucking aliens? Like in the last last few episodes they don't bring this up we're already dealing with fucking uh test yeah, tube babies we're dealing with human evolution the movie. Uh, now there's fucking a <laughs> there's going to be aliens oh what the fuck dude you have to uh, wait to the movie and this is all alias Schenberg. Uh, he's fucking predicting aliens yeah he's getting ready to talk to them he's fucking making test tube babies he's making technology that is years uh, centuries advanced than what he what them what this entire planet should have what he the fuck is the, the roswell incident dude God. he was there <laughs> mark are we gonna get like an explanation to this or is a louis Schemberg just fucking goaded i don't i don't remember if there's an explanation i don't think so I, there better be an explanation, or this series is gonna be the worst thing ever. All right, fucking aliens. Well, before what the before uh, you have anything fuck. further to say, Garcil, about these aliens. Okay, well, before that's the last no, portion, go right? Corner. All right, so before Mark goes on to his yeah. Gundam corner and starts jizzing about the the double O, um, you know, I just really want to quickly express myself on why uh, I love this uh, episode. Super quick, uh, Assault on Memento Mori is just my absolute favorite episode in the entire series. I feel like I've been saying that basically since we started this batch or the series, and I just really want to express this. Um, the action in the episode is absolutely top notch without being over the top in like the later episodes and the scale of the battles just feel tense with Catherine's uh, severely underpowered team being saved by celestial being. It's just really cool that, you know, there's a, a wonderful sense of tactical warfare being waged with Sumeragi leading celestial being, uh, and them being the underdogs, uh, against the outnumbering forces of the a laws or whatever those bitches were called. Um, you know, Helen Care or whatever the fuck her Martha Stewart ass name is, uh, she gets her ass handed to her by uh, our boy Soren Ibrahim, aka Setsuna FCA. And, uh, you know, that's just really cool. That was definitely worth seeing because she's just stupid and annoying. And we just talked about how much we hate those dumb cuck innovates. Um, so that was uh, gratifying and uh, happy to see. Um, you know, the music stands out in this episode a ton. It's uh, just got this freaking epic soundtrack that pretty much just cues up like, uh, you know, this brilliant cerebral soundtrack that uh, always, gosh, you can tell I'm tired. I feel like I repeat certain things. But anyway, uh, um, you know, it's like there's this really cool that kind of goes on when like things are getting serious like if you've seen the movie uh halloween i'm talking about the 2018 uh horror movie uh, that's you know like the sequel to the original uh, but yeah it, it's like that the moment that michael myers first shows up yeah the, no not the remake not oh, the rob zombie it's not a remake because it's a sequel to the original Halloween that uh, first came out. Yeah, 2018. Oh, yep, oh, that one. Like uh, but, you know, the first moment that Michael Myers shows up and then okay. there's this, like, giant, like, guitar sound that just sounds epic and it just sounds, like, very cerebral, intense and just fucking crazy. 
it, it's it's very akin to that. It sounds very similar, but it's awesome and it's just very pleasing to the ear. It's just really, really um reels in, you know, like the the feels for this epic moment and and the epic battles that are to come in that episode. And um, you know, it just gives me chills every time that I hear it. Like I've watched that episode repeatedly over and over and over again, even throughout the times that we've been like watching other stuff uh through you know for this podcast i just go back to that one specific episode and i love it and it just sounds great and it hits me every single time you know the the symbols the drums coming in after sound so badass um that kind of sounds like some kind of mexican song but but no it sounds a lot more epic and cooler than that um you know it really it really does get my heart pounding uh you know with a certain level of uh intense anticipation for the great action that is going to transpire and the the epic teamwork that happens in that episode you know just a great track and it's not the only one because the episode lined up with the track the track so well when needed and i feel like it's the episode that just hits every uh every every moment like the music just comes in at the right time it's just so perfect it's just like an absolutely perfect episode it's just like it's like they just took everything into account when putting that episode together and it's just very reminiscent to me uh like with the attack on the death star in uh star wars episode four new hope like, you know, just the Assault on Memento Mori and, and just like, I think I touched on it earlier, but like the, the tactics that are going on and just like how everybody's relying on each other. Everybody really gets a moment to shine in that episode. And it's prime example as to why everybody in the supporting characters uh, are important and, and that they're relevant. They're relevant to the crew. They're relevant to the plot. They're relevant to, you know, the whole experience to to accomplish their goals and they need each other. And it's just wonderful. And it's like the, the episode where they really come to to accept and, and bring and, and bring on and, and cheer on uh, lock on Stratos, uh, Lyle Delandi as, you know, one of their own and as a true successor to to Neil Delandi, even though he faltered later on. But, you know, the that's neither here nor there because in this episode it's just all fucking awesome it's dandy it's great and i just love this episode so much it's so good yeah those are my feelings on that episode oh and i just really quickly wanted to mention that um marina is not i don't hate her as much okay i feel like i've been like really building it up to say that i hate her character so much but you know what i've come to a realization in that I don't hate her character as much as I thought that I did. And I'm not saying that I like her because I think she's still pretty lame in a lot of ways. But you know what? There are other shittier characters than her. Like she does at the very bare minimum what I would want Shock T to do in Victory Gundam. And that, uh, you know, Shock T tries to do more than what her character is able to, what her character uh, should be willing to do and tries to help in certain ways that ultimately just being a, a complete detriment to everybody's health in that series in every facet in every way and uh you know because she's just you know at the end of the day shakti should have just stayed home and just been watching carlman um that's ultimately what what uh marina ismail does you know 
she doesn't try to do more than what she can. She doesn't try to force herself into doing what she thinks she can. Uh, you know, she ultimately just stays in her hole and is just the babysitter that she she is ultimately good at being. And uh, honestly, I appreciate that more, knowing of Shakti's existence and, and horrible thing, the horrible things that transpired because she tried to do more than what she uh, was able to. So you know what? I appreciate Marina for not being the fun fucking thorn on the side that just caused people problems she just stayed put and uh didn't cause everyone else's life to be a living hell because she tried to do more than what her character could so you know what i appreciate that and i appreciate uh marina ismail in that standpoint um that being said i still think that she does less than other characters and i don't think that she's i still think that she's kind of worse than relina i don't think that she does any less than relina but uh, or i do think she does less than relina and i still think relina's better but you know still not even to say so much bad stuff about marina because at the end of the day marina just acknowledges what she can and can't do and ultimately plays it smart and i, I appreciate that and uh I, I don't falter for that again seeing the the giant shit stain that shock t is you know i just come have come to appreciate marina ismail she still has a lovely character design i i you know appreciate and i'm not saying like the simp like oh she's hot and like i just i actually just genuinely think she has a lovely character design but yeah marina smile is not that bad she's not dog shit like shakti okay i'm done well that's disappointing i was expecting a huge ass rant with how you've been <laughs> building it up man damn <laughs> but uh jose bringing up marina reminds me of another slightly forgotten character that we have not My really God. mentioned <laughs> Patrick Cole Sour. Oh, trash. What what has he done, man? He Come on. Meme. He's just a meme. I'm not I'm not gonna dedicate ten minutes to Patrick Cole Sour. <laughs> Let's just move on. Oh, I'm you're not, not you're not, but I am. <laughs> oh, leave if we dedicate ten minutes. We don't have to talk in detail about every character. Oh, Patrick Cole Sour got the good ending. He, he just got he a got move freaking on. rail. Right, Hati the Hati. <laughs> so this is gonna be <laughs> Jose, we're not talking about Patrick Collins. Patrick Collins, Jose will pull that technique where he freaking sits there and talks about something he doesn't care about for 25 minutes. If Gar still mentioned something. So Patrick Collins, sour. <laughs> what is it? Patrick the Invincible? Patrick the. Patrick Scale? <laughs> no, you're going to have to cut that part out. <laughs> Okay. That's the only reason I could cut it out. Okay. All right. So this is going to be fairly quick, as I already pretty much talked about most of the important things about the um, the units in this show, the the GN, all that crap. So what's what's new now? What do we got? Well, I'm only going to talk about one unit, and it's the best unit. It's the Double O slash Double O Riser. What's so special about this unit compared to the other ones that we previously saw? Well. The double O in particular is the first twin drive unit, which is supposed to increase the particle output of the unit significantly. And I guess it is supposed to square the number of particles that come out. So instead of like doubling it or quadrupling it, it's it's squaring. So the number the particles that come out squared. Um then an original put it in a circle. Then an original unit so this means it has far more particle output however it requires 
two GN drives that are compatible. And what this means is that, um, so the GN drives weren't all identical. They don't have like identical outputs or anything like that. So finding two that uh, have similar enough particle um, compatibility is important to developing a twin drive system. That's why in the show you see them trying the different drives from every unit and then wanting to get sets in as Exia because that's the only one they had left. However, that's still not even enough because we see that in the show, at least the output on or the compatibility level on that was still less than it was around like what, like 60 something percent until he transamped into 80. No, the stable, the stable operating was 80 percent. But it was oh. only reaching up at around 70 to 75. Yeah, so oh. when he transammed it, he was able to operate the unit. However, he wasn't able to u- utilize it to its full potential. And that's where COTS comes in, the legacy of COTS. Oh, r- real quick, did, didn't he fuck up double O a little bit because of that? Did he mess it up? No, he just yeah. wasn't able to use it. Oh, like, I thought they like yeah, I like I thought he couldn't operate it for a while because he, they had to do repairs because of the because of something happened. But I right, keep going. So, <clears throat> so then we get Kotz's legacy in the form of the O Riser, piloted by an equally <laughs> um, inferior pilot. Should have been Lasse, dodgy. And so the O Riser was initially meant to be a uh, single use or a single combat like it was supposed to be able to operate on its own and be in like another asset to them however it did have the docking system and because the double o couldn't perform at its full potential without the o riser the o riser essentially just became an accessory that was added on permanently to the double o so they would even start like sending it out together instead of having i mean they they had the couple sequences in the show where he docked to it just for a cool factor i guess but um the with the o-riser attached it'll i don't even know why it's so important but it allowed the the double o to synchronize completely with the the two twin uh, the two gn drives allowing yeah but i don't i couldn't find any information on exactly why it had to be the like what the o-riser specifically does it uh it helps uh spin the drives quicker so that they that they uh, produce more particles and thus making it operate better i don't know yeah that's just a theory well in any case the o-riser is mandatory for the double O to reach 100% compatibility between the two twin drives, making it so it can release upwards of 700% of the usual particle um, dispersal. This, combined with the innovator status of the pilot, can result in things like the quantizing of the unit itself. So that's why we see quantizing. That's why we quantizing is when Setsuna becomes an OP god and vanishes in thin air. Um, so very substitution it's like a teleportation. No, more powerful than substitution. Yeah, but people are yeah. still able to it's block like his attacks somehow. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Dude, that's so bullcrap. Ribbons blocking that is just insane. It's not even like realistic. That would make Ribbons, ribbons like really a god. Block it, though. He's he saw him coming. 
Yeah, dude, he shows up behind him. What, what, what do you think? What are you expecting? Him to die. Fucking Char would also know he's going to come up behind him. Well, in any case, Setsuna only became a innovator because of the ridiculous amount of particles that were being dispersed by the unit itself. I'm surprised that the series didn't have Saji become an innovator. Wait because a second. That's by that the logic, reason he became he an should innovator? Have. Um, yeah, well, oh, there's no yeah. official reason. Radiation. But he, but the uh, the consensus is that because Setsuna is, was around so many GN particles, I guess he was around some in the double O alone, but not a lot. Um, I mean, he never really even pilots it alone, though. It, it, Sanji is always with him, which does beg the question: Is a pilot necessary for the for the O-Riser? No, there, there was were... one. There was one moment where uh, he did pilot it by himself. Yeah, the only reason Sanji's there is so that he can sh- they can shoot out the O-Riser and have it dock with the cool laser sequence. Should've, but should have been lost. But. <laughs> Uh, I think the funniest part of this whole thing is that if you notice in the names, it goes from Double O Gundam to Double O Riser. And then I think there's a line in the show where they say that the Double O Riser has transcended the concept of Gundam. So that's why it loses. That's why it's not the Double O Riser Gundam. It's just the Double O Riser because it's, it's not even a Gundam anymore. It's too powerful. Um, which begs the question, how did uh, Ribbons do anything to it? But I guess that's a question for another day. Because he's an innovator. He's um, as close to a an innovator as you can get so that is why he was able to keep up with a non-fully awakened innovator Cecina was fully awakened age my mind um <laughs> based on my investigating the output of the double o riser with uh, uh like yeah the output of the double o riser was significantly more than the output of the reborn's gundam which also i believe had a, didn't have a twin drive so um yeah it had a twin I, I don't know why i don't know why it even it shouldn't even have been do, able to do anything because ribbons is an innovator yeah <laughs> anyways uh, a couple more things i that connected to beta <laughs> a couple more things that a uh that the double o riser can do is that it can trans burst which is when the infinity symbol pops up and Setsuna is able to, or everyone, I guess, in this vicinity is able to telepathically communicate with each other using quantum brain waves um, due to the due to the high output it's of like a, the quantum, a giant or mental the quantum, orgy, the GN particles in the area. Yeah, no, it's a giant Saudi no, going, yes. please. But I mean, it is mostly them that do the talking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Setsuna sitting there nude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he and Granwell had a fucking freaking uh, fight when they're yeah, with their swords. a new psychic space talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> God. So the end of the at the in the end the uh, the double O riser did lose both of the GN drives. Um, so those are destroyed. Um, however, uh, I guess I forgot to mention that the so taking concepts from other. Gundam series, the double O has a frame that can uh condense GN particles instead of the so if you look at like the Axia, it has those shoulder translucent things, and those are the condensers in the Axia. And in the other season one units, you can see those um clear parts throughout like the legs and arms, those are the condensers in the double O. 
the condensers are built into the frame, so it's a little, uh, it, it can handle a lot more. And that's what makes it cool. Um, the the double O Wilk return as the double O riser condenser, which uh, means that it doesn't have any GN drives <laughs> anymore. It only has two it's giant condensers. Yeah, that's the the best Gundam ever. What about the O Gundam? Uh, the O Gundam is the uh, RX seventy eight dash two. What's it? Is that a, is that a fucking, isn't that a, like an actual variation of the RX seventy eight? What isn't the RX seventy eight dash two like a a legit version of the RX seventy eight from one of the the RX seventy eight dash two is is Amaro's Gundam. <laughs> Oh, why is it a dash two? Uh, because there's a one. I think there's five of them. Yeah, what's that? I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm gonna. I mean, yeah, the, uh, is it a novel or the manga that has like the zero three or whatever? I think they've all been there. The one from um, one from Thunderbolt is one of is a reiteration of one of the originals. So it's like the one from Thunderbolt with all the shields is RX seventy eight dash something four five. I don't remember. But it has, it's supposed to be in that lineage, and Amaro got the generic one. (laughs) All the other ones, I think they have some specialty to them. uh, All I know is about the Zero Five, because I saw a listing for it on Big Bad Toy Store. uh, The the Reborn's Gundam does have two GN drives. Yeah, I know. So does the Quanta, but we'll get to that. Fuck is the Quanta? The Quanta is the inferior... Double O riser. I thought you liked. Well, <laughs> hey, we're done. So, uh, I got a movie coming up. Uh, how you guys feel about that? How, how you guys? How you guys open this ends? Uh, I just want to see you guys' Alien. reaction I, to I've the ending. I've been really curious really about do. the movie. Basically, since I ended the series uh, the first time that I watched it, just because like I remember the first time that I watched it, I felt like the series just kind of ended a, in a lot of ways pretty abruptly. I mean, not abruptly as com- in comparison to a lot of the other Gundams that I've that we've now watched. Like, <laughs> like that. This shit actually seems like it has it has an epilogue in comparison to those series that we were just talking about earlier, and talking about how great it is that it has an epilogue. But I mean, the first time that I watched this series back then, uh, even before the other Gundams, it's just like I felt like it was like, oh, okay, it just ended, and then they move on to the rest of their adventures, and I'm kind of curious at what exactly that yields. Um, so um, I've been looking forward to the movie. I hope it's decent at the very least, considering how uh, how shit some Gundam movies have been up thus far. But we'll see. I think if you go into the movie with like a more open mind and thinking about what is the uh... what's the meaning of life? No, not that. <laughs> Just like I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting movie. I think that the uh, the the f- most fun things are gonna be one. There's one scene that I need. Uh, I want to tell you guys something about that. After I learned it, pissed me off. And <laughs> two, uh, the ending is uh, is interesting. Um, I want to see what you guys think of of the ending. Those That's are the two code for shit. Things happen. Um, also, also, well, no, I'm not necessarily. Um, I just pay, want the brave commander. Pay attention to the kit that will never be released, which is the. Uh, oh no! The, the, I, I the, know which one you're talking about. There is a there is a kit that I want to release, which rivals the double O riser and and cool factor to me, but I don't think it ever will be. Um, and I will let you guys know what that is at the end. I think it got a robot spirits release. Uh, it did get something released, but not in Master Grade, unfortunately, so I'll never see it. I thought the robot spirits were the size of Master Grade. They're uglier. They're, they're fucking action figures. 
Either way, got a movie coming up. Uh, <laughs> we also got Igloo. <laughs> Take us home, Mark. So, uh, yeah, so this series is quite influential to my Gundam path. It got me into, well, I guess uh, G Gundam got me into gun- my I first Gundam. But this series, yeah, this series is the one that I just went ham on. I bought all three of the kits from this series, um, and it kind of started and springboarded from there. Um, so this podcast wouldn't have happened if I didn't watch 006 times. Um, I mean, if we didn't watch Iron Blooded Orphans, it also wouldn't have happened. Yeah, well, that's your guys with this uh, cast. With this cast, yeah, that's your guys. I want to. That's that's your your jism. So we'll that's uh, definitely Jose's jism. But I already uh, passed. That's going to be interesting. So yeah, with that, I hope you guys are looking forward to our what we think of the movie. It'd be cool if we could watch together, but I don't know if that that will happen. Um, uh, it might. Igloo uh, can suck my balls. I don't expect anything from that show. Um, every Igloo uh, we've seen so far has been complete trash. <laughs> Literally, episode one of Igloo and episode two of Igloo, we talked about the exactly the same thing. So, uh, I hey, we got new characters. Though. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping episode three is not the same. But if it is, um, let's just skip that one and just go straight to the uh, movie. I won't. I won't even tell you to watch. <laughs> You know what? Actually, uh, we'll watch the first episode. We'll decide afterwards if we just go straight into the uh, Trailblazer. No, we have to watch it. It's only an hour and a half. It's it's not victory. Dude, our fucking episode is just going to be like, we didn't like it. Catch us next time on Sakutaku where we talk about the fucking Trailblazer. So, um, but yeah, so we're coming in, like I said before, we're coming into the the era that is... uh, a little more action heavy, a little more um, oh, separated from the UC entirely. There's a couple here and there sprinkled in, but for the That's most part, we're, we're trekking new ground here. Well, I, I even, I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I would consider <laughs> Unicorn. Unicorn is, is is very different, but we'll get to that. We'll oh, no. Across it. Um, Garcelle's going to love Unicorn. Probably. It has a lot of new types. Oh. And no explanation. You know what, Mark? Fuck, I just brain farted. Uh, Gundam X told me new types don't matter. So words to live by. So um, yeah, so check us out. Uh, follow Jose on Instagram on his personal account and harass him to post on the public account. <laughs> that's exactly that's where he posts more. Yeah, uh, go uh, download <laughs> his stories and report them to Instagram. <laughs> To have it to have his personal account terminated so that he only has access to the Zakitug one. If you do find it, no, those are not filters on his pictures. Damn. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Wow. Dude, you really need a new phone. Mentamori was mid episode. It's godlike. That was cool. Better than is better than every sets in a moment put together. Or a series sucked ass. That's not as a god. He's a he's a sex symbol.